Welcome to the All Souls Episcopal Parish in Berkeley's Sermon Podcast. This week, Emily Hanson Kern preaches from the lectionary, which was John chapter 6, 35, 41 to 51. As always, you can check out more information and sermons on our website, which is allsoulsparish.org. Hope to see you around sometime. So a couple of things stood out to me this week in this passage. So I'm going to share this with you, and then we'll kind of see where things go. Um, but the first is where we are in this lectionary. So for those of you who have been paying attention to the lectionary, which is not me, frankly. I don't think I ever know where we are. So, so for those who are like me, we're in John. Um, and this is a five-week detour into John from the book of Mark, where we had been. So the way I see it is we're sort of in this commentary on the book of Mark, or a commentary on Jesus' life. So Mark is telling us what Jesus is up to. It's the shortest of the Gospels. It gets right to the point. We're hearing right what Jesus is up to. And this five-week venture into John chapter 6 specifically is a commentary on who Jesus might be. So interesting, pin that for later. What is Jesus, what is it about Jesus in this gospel passage about the bread of life? So first off, it's the first of the I am statements of Jesus. Um, There's I am the good shepherd, I am the door, I am the light of the world. This is the very first one, I am the bread of life. So who is Jesus talking to? The text specifically says the Jews, but every commentary I read said religious authorities, the religious authorities. So let's just go there and settle with that. So Jesus is speaking to these religious authorities. He says, I am the bread of life. Let me just make sure I'm where I'm supposed to be. These are people who would have been well acquainted with God and bread. Um, in fact, there, Jesus lays it out here. He talks about manna specifically. He is claiming to be this manna. These people understood bread and God, God's presence to be in bread. The bread, the manna, was both physical sustenance, it kept them alive in the desert, but it was also a sign of the journey, of liberation, of primarily God's presence. So Jesus looks these religious authorities in the eye and says, I am that presence. I am that same presence that was in that manna. I am here. And this is where I think the religious authorities give us a nice mirror for us that we can see ourselves. At least I saw myself here this week. It is completely understandable why these religious authorities would have a really hard time with this. They had staked their whole lives in God being this thing. This is how they understood God to be. Their lives were built around it. Their cities were built around it. This was all that they had. And now Jesus comes in and says, I am also that. That is very difficult to believe. And in fact, it was scandalous. So scandal is um, something that is morally wrong or causes outrage, public outrage. 
I think we can all say that is what Jesus was. So I learned this phrase this week. So this is my second, second thing-ish, whatever. Uh, the scandal of the particular. Have you all heard this phrase? Some of some might. I was sort of fascinated by it this week. So the first part of it is the particular part. Let me make sure I get this right. Uh, it's the quote. So uh, the particular. We don't know things in theory. We know things in particular. That's how we learn. That's how we live. We, we taste things. That's how we know. We don't. No one tells us what something tastes like, and then we know what it is. Richard Rohr says, love always begins with particular. With particulars. This woman, this dog, this beetle, this Moses, this Virgin Mary, this Jesus of Nazareth. So that's the particular part. And the scandal part, we, I already sort of did, but it's the idea that God came down and entered time, was subject to time, and entered the ordinariness of human life. Entered a particular body at a particular time. This is, scand- this is, this is wild stuff. And very difficult to believe. I think um, Annie Dillard said it best in uh, Pilgrim at Tinker Creek. She wrote this. That Christ's incarnation occurred improbably, ridiculously, at such and such a time, into such and such a place, is referred to with great sincerity, even among believers, as the scandal of particularity. Well, the scandal of particularity is the only world that I, in particular, know. What use has eternity for light? We're all up to our necks in this particular scandal. That's just to say the particular is all we've got. So, so where is this going? What, what might we be learning from this? I think two things. One, the practice of paying attention, the spiritual, spiritual discipline of paying attention. A couple weeks ago, I took a class with Rob Bell, who's a, um, a pastor turned speaker, preacher, uh, writer. Um, about how to speak, because I'm trying to work on that. (laughs) And uh, in it, he said, being a communicator is a way of life. You have to notice what you're noticing. And I have been trying so hard this last month to notice what I'm noticing, and it is hard. It's really hard work. I can see things, and I'll, I don't know, I catch my attention, but to, like, stop and process, what is that attention? Where is this? Where is this drawing me? What, is it, what called me out of my moment into this? That is very hard work. And there are revelatory powers in the particular. And those are the things that draw us to God. Those are the only things by which we can be drawn to God. And as this passage says, that is how we know Jesus. But the second, is, the second is a willingness to change our minds, which is also maybe a spiritual discipline as well. The willingness uh, to hold loosely to what we know, who we are, what we see, what we have, is another form of discipline. Uh, for that, I've got a poem that uh, came to me about eight years ago that haunts me. 
Um, and it's one that we're using as a touchstone for this new Sunday night service that we're launching. It's by Yehuda Amakai. It's called From the Place Where We Are Right. From the place where we are right, flowers will never grow in the spring. The place where we are right is hard and trampled like a yard. This is where it gets good. But doubts and loves dig up the world like a mole, a plow. And a whisper will be heard in the place where the ruined house once stood. The willingness to change requires that we hold things loosely, that we doubt, that we not let new loves till up the ground of our hearts and our minds so that we can accept when God comes in forms that we don't expect. It's a real gift of um, the COVID time, if there is such a thing. It's taught us to be really flexible with our calendars. Things that we never thought would have been canceled have been canceled, like the Olympics, for example. Never in a million years. An NBA game getting moved. A coffee date with a friend just on a whim. Can't do it. I'm sick, not feeling well. A work meeting, canceled. We have become very nimble with our calendars these days. And I think the call here in this passage, among many other things, but the one that resonated with me this week, is the call to hold a nimble and flexible heart around what we believe, what we know, who we think we are, and who we think God is, and where God is. Are we really open to the movement of God? So look around. Love always begins in particulars. And will we let those particulars till up our hearts so that we can be drawn to God?